0: You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. <sighs> Got a big weekend coming up. We're having a neighborhood party. And uh, I'm going to use it as a convenient excuse to clean out my my extra freezer not nothing bad, I mean, it's just uh, I'm going to make some ribs, I'm going to make some pork butt, I got this big Traeger smoker, I'm going to do some uh, pecan, uh, I'm going to do some hickory, I'm going to do the hickory with cherry for the pork, and then I got a brisket, and I'm going to use pecan for that. Because uh, pecan works very well with poultry, with beef, and with uh, fish. So uh, the rest I leave up to hickory, the workhorses of hickory and apple and hickory and cherry. Maybe someday we'll have to do a barbecue tutorial. Uh, And it's not a grilling, by the way. Grilling is you throw some meat on a flame. Uh, Barbecue is, is much more. Is much more. So you might, you might watch uh, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram this weekend for updates from that. Uh, and I may have to do a tutorial. I've been, uh, I've been uh, barbecuing, smoking meats, even uh, doing a little competition for a long time. Uh, all right. So anyway, um, every night on Newsmax, the lineup is unbelievable. Eric Bolling last night had an incredible guest lineup. I'm going to share some of the audio here. Rob Schmidt, everybody who used to be on Fox is on Newsmax. Everybody who used to be on Fox is on Newsmax. Victor Davis Hanson, Stephen Miller last night, Stephen Miller. It's Miller time, baby. He was on. Got some audio coming up for that. Everybody's turning to Newsmax. And Chris Plant, just added Chris Plant. (laughs) So we got a national poll going. You just text the word to uh, Trump, uh, the word Trump to 39747 if you want to vote on whether Trump's indictment is legitimate or just political. 61% of the American people think that it's political, by the way. 69% of Americans, everybody thinks that Hunter Biden and Joe Biden are corrupt. Yeah, How's that going to work for the SS Titanic? So if you want to vote on this, just text the word Trump to 39747, 39747, right, vote right away. Make sure to check out Newsmax. My TV show this weekend, Rob, Rob Carson's What in the World, is off the hook funny. I'm, I mean, I'm always proud of my show, but it's getting better every week. And if you want to see a uh, all of the episodes, except for like a year ago when I was so fat, my God, uh, just go to NewsmaxTV.com and uh, look for Rob Carson's What in the World. So the FBI verified the authentic- authenticity of Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop in November of 2019, which shows the FBI was in bed with the Bidens. The FBI needs to be completely uh, taken apart. The DOJ needs to be taken apart. Merrick Garland needs to be fired and tried. The same goes for Chris Way and Jim Comey and everybody up and down the food chain. I am dead serious about this, all the way up to, to, uh, uh, to Barack freaking Obama, because he's the seed of all of this nonsense. The FBI verified the authenticity of Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop in November of 2019. And yet, they, the mainstream media, big tech, said it was a lie until two and a half years into Trump's presidency. And the reason they kept the lie going is they wanted to destroy Donald Trump's presidency. That's all it was. It wasn't about anything else. It was about destroying the presidency of Donald Trump. And you know what? They did their level best to do it in every way, shape, and form. It is, honestly, uh, it is malfeasance. Beyond your wildest imaginations, it is illegality and corruption that uh, uh, the most corrupt regimes that have ever existed would be jealous of. And it's here in our United States of America. Every, all of this, supposed to be the guys who wear the white cowboy hats. Supposed to be the good guys. (laughs) Wow. Wow. October of 2019, the FBI became aware. A repair shop had a laptop, allegedly belonging to Hunter Biden. The laptop might contain evidence of a crime. The FBI verified its authenticity in November of that year. A year before the election, the FBI, they corroborated. They had 51 former U.S. intelligence officials. Uh, Tony Blinken got him to sign this agreement that said, hey, man, that's Russian disinformation. They knew it wasn't. They went with it anyway to throw the 2020 election. Wow, the IRS most likely notified, or I should say, recognized it was full of criminality. Shapley, this FBI whistleblower, has worked at the tax agency. 14U supervised a 12-person team that determined Hunter Biden failed to pay $2.2 2.2 million on 8.3 in income earned between 2014 and 2019. See, they were going to let that go away by this uh, guilty plea to two misdemeanor charges. That's what they wanted to do. That's why it happened this week. They thought they could get away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids. The case was resolved uh, Tuesday with the announcement of a probation-only team. October 19, 2020, same date, the Spies Who Lie letter was fed to Politico. Shapley said he emailed Delaware Assistant Attorney Leslie Wolf to tell her we need to talk about the computer. Three days later, there was a meeting with the prosecution team and the FBI's computer analysis team to discuss Hunter Biden's laptop. Leslie Wolf stated that she would not have seen it because for a variety of reasons, prosecutors decided to keep it from the investigators. This decision is unprecedented in my experience. Shapley said uh, that there was never a complete review, in part because of a filter process that withheld some communications on the grounds of attorney-client privileges, among other reasons. Investigators assigned to this investigation were obstructed from seeing all the available evidence. It is unknown if all the evidence of the laptop was reviewed by agents or by prosecutors. And by the way, last year, last March, a year ago, they had the assistant director of cybersecurity for the FBI, and he denied even knowing where the bloody laptop was, and everybody knew. Based on guidance provided by the prosecutors on a recurring basis to not look into everything related to President Biden, there's no way of knowing uh, if evidence of the criminal activity existed concerning Hunter Biden or President Biden. This is uh, Harriet Hageman. She uh, absolutely destroyed Liz Cheney, who will never be the President of the United States, to win a Senate seat in uh, Wyoming, for for, uh, the state of Wyoming, in Washington, D.C. And here she is talking about what this was really, what all of this was all about.
1: You have been asked lots of questions about predicates. Protocols, the Steel dossier, the Australian connection, yeah. Mr. Papadopoulos, yeah. Mr. Carter, the yeah. FISA court and Crossfire Hurricane, among others. Your responses have been enlightening. Well, let's get to the brass tacks. None of those people or documents or reports were relevant to the FBI when it identified Donald Trump huh. as public enemy number one.
0: That's interesting.
1: What do I mean?
0: Well, he means they went after Donald Trump with no evidence, but they had plenty of evidence with Hunter and Joe Biden and they ignored it.
1: The accuracy and veracity of the Steele dossier was irrelevant to the FBI.
0: Yeah, it was a lie.
1: The accuracy and veracity of the reports coming from the Australian Embassy were irrelevant to the FBI. Wow. The fact that the Russian experts in the CIA, FBI, NSA and other agencies had no evidence of any kind of relationship between Mr. Trump and Putin or Russia was irrelevant to the FBI. And the fact that there was no verifiable evidence, such as testimony, documents, videos, or recordings of Russian collusion, was irrelevant to the FBI.
0: They went ahead with it, and they made Donald Trump's life, his family's life, the presidency, uh, us, our lives, into a living hell for seven damned years.
1: The very people who cooked this up, and the ones who ran this entire operation, Strock, Lisa Page, Andrew McCabe, Klein, Smith, Steele, the DNC, Perkins coy it was never their purpose to prove Russian collusion, and in fact, from the very nah. beginning, they knew that no such thing actually existed. It was existed. a lie. They knew that the entire Russian collusion narrative was fabricated by the Clinton campaign to deflect attention from her mishandling of classified materials and destruction of official emails. But they didn't need to prove Russian collusion. They just had to keep the investigation alive.
0: Isn't that funny? Now, doesn't this make a whole lot more sense? This quote from uh, Donald Trump, this exchange with Hillary Clinton during the campaign of 2016 now makes all sorts of sense, don't it? I am going to instruct my attorney general to get a special prosecutor to look into your situation because there has never been so many lies, so much deception. There has never been a- so what did the what did the FBI do upon hearing this they turned the investigation against Donald Trump and they made it all up while erasing all evidence of hillary clinton's crimes anything like it people have been their lives have been destroyed for doing one fifth of what you've done yeah. and it's a disgrace and honestly you ought to be ashamed of secretary
1: yourself secretary clinton i want Martha, to follow up let let on me, that i'm going to let you talk about email because everything he just said is absolutely false but i'm not oh, surprised
0: really? no it was all the truth
1: it's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country.
0: Because you'd be in jail. Boom. Now you get it. Now you get it, don't you? Because you'd be in jail. And he knew it. And he knew the truth. And the media gaslighted you and me for believing Donald Trump. About every damned thing, about everything we knew that was right, the federal government created talking points, forced it on social media, forced it in the mainstream media, said if you disagreed it was misinformation or disinformation, and effectively covered up the crime of the century to go after a duly elected president and overthrow an election. And overthrow a presidency, a coup d'etat. That's what they attempted while he was the president. And uh, that's just true. There's no doubt about it right now. You're witnessing the biggest scandal in American political history. And they almost got away with it. Again, if it weren't for you meddling kids. Here's some more from Harriet Hageman on Capitol Hill.
1: While these folks set out to destroy a presidential candidate and later a presidency, the fact is that they destroyed so much more. And that will be their ultimate legacy. Listen. One casualty is America's faith in our institution, and another casualty is the erosion of a justice system that is supposed to apply equally to all Americans, but that has been weaponized to protect the favored few elites, the Clintons, the Bidens, while targeting political enemies.
2: Wow.
0: I had no idea when this all started, did you? I mean, I had no idea two years ago when I started this syndicated radio program that we'd find this. I mean... It's breathtaking in its scope. Honestly, it is breathtaking in its scope. And what makes it even worse is that this administration has made you suffer not only by calling you purveyors of misinformation and disinformation, but also causing the price of everything you have to go through the ceiling, everything you buy to go through the ceiling. So you maybe are making the same money that you made before Joe Biden, but you're paying 70 percent more for your groceries and your fuel. And you're going to Dollar General. While he's feasting at a state dinner, state not steak dinner, with the president of India last night. By the way, two uh, the two whistleblowers from the IRS. This is why the DOJ fired five of the lead investigators on the Hunter Biden case that have been in charge of it for five years because two of them were whistleblowers. <laughs> That's that was it. That's why they did it, guys. I knew there was something going on with that. Oh my God. These guys uh, implicated uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland uh, and an IRS commissioner, David Werfel, in uh, perjury. For perjury with their testimony before House and Ways Committee, uh, apparently. Gary Shapley and another whistleblower both testified before Ways and Means uh, Committee attorneys for more than seven hours in front of uh, in front of them. A uh, whistleblower one story was col- corroborated by whistleblowers two. The attorney for the uh, Democrats had the ability to ask questions, any clarifications they wanted to review, they would, but they didn't. Shapley oversaw the agency's tax investigation in Hunter Biden, which uh, was, of course, expected to accumulate into misdemeanor charges. Shapley's letter to Congress accuses AG Garland of lying to Congress when he asserted that investigations in Hunter would go on without political interference, but there was. Garland denied the charge. Werfel. Uh, testified to ways and means in April and promised that whistleblowers would not be retaliated against. The second whistleblower in this case alleged his interview that he was retaliated against as early as October of 2022. That was a lie. He perjured himself before Congress. There you go. I mean, does it get any worse? Oh, yeah, we're not done. <laughs> we, we are not done. And if you want to, uh, call, oh, it, it's much worse, actually. Did you know that, that uh, you know, Joe Biden obviously got something for all the money from the communist Chinese, right? Well, if you live in Minnesota, California, Nebraska, North Carolina, Texas, and Utah, you want to listen for the next segment. This is the Rob Carson Show. They shut down your kid's school. They forced
2: them to wear masks. They taught them CRT and radical transgender nonsense. Now,
0: Mama Bear and Papa Bear are pissed. It's the Rob Carson Show. The bottom of the hour, Pastor Lucas Miles, the host of Epic TV's Church and State. He's written a book called Woke Jesus, the False Messiah Destroying Christianity. If you've ever wondered if we're in the end of days, uh, and I think a lot of people have because uh, of all the insanity You know it as well as I do, everything from transgender nonsense to CRT in schools to the open border to Sentinel to defunding the police, the destruction of America's cities, the insanity of this administration, its corruption. You kind of wonder, don't you? Kind of wonder? So that's coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk are dead serious about a cage fight. They're going to do a cage match. This is awesome. I love it. And I guess they're going to do pay-per-view for charity. I got an idea. I think you would make more money if you just uh, tied Mark Zuckerberg to a post and let people uh, bid on punching him in the face. I, I, would, I would pay almost everything I have in savings for that. But we'll just leave it at Elon Musk. And, you know, we'll see. Musk is 51. Zuckerberg is 38. Zuckerberg is kind of beefed up a little bit. And uh, so we will see. But they are serious about getting to a match. Apparently they're both into uh, jujitsu and the whole deal. So it, it could be a lot of fun. Could be a lot of fun. I really want to see uh, Zuckerberg taken down, i got to tell you. Just because he's such a uh, you know abusive little something I can't see on the radio. It was kind of interesting. I got a little more testimony I want to play here in just one second. But uh, several Republican lawmakers raised concerns about the FBI. With the FBI, a network of service centers in the United States operated by the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah, the United Front Work Department operates overseas Chinese service centers in at least seven U.S. cities. The DNC, DCNF previously reported the uh, ufwd is a communist chinese party intelligence service do you suppose this might be the payback for all the millions to the bidens from the chinese maybe oh yeah of course it is the seven us oscs branches are located in california minnesota missouri uh, nebraska omaha where i'm from north carolina texas and utah so there you go. They got these little police stations all over the country. They're trying to build these uh, uh, battery manufacturing plants in states like uh, uh, Michigan with taxpayer money. Yeah, oh, yeah. The Communist Party have bought, are uh, getting the money's worth from Democrats. They really are. From paying off Democrats, it's absolutely glorious very very uh, glorious uh, Let's see here. I've got this uh, sound bite. I want to uh, use here. That is if I can just grab it real quick um, Then I want to do that to uh, Hageman. I'm going to do Hegeman here in a second. I already did Hageman, I guess. We did Hegeman. Hold on. Yeah, this is uh, Congressman Darren LaHood about um, why the uh, the transcript yesterday showing that Hunter Biden had paid all this money, or, or not not paid any money in income taxes on $8 million in income from the Chinese, and why the plea deal happened on the same day. And And by the way, these aren't Republicans saying this. These are whistleblowers at the highest level involved that did this. And let's remember what happened here. Eight million dollars Hunter Biden got from Ukraine, yeah. China, yeah. and Romania. Romania. Didn't pay taxes on it. Huh. And then all of a sudden there's this rush to do a plea agreement when we're gonna have Why's the that? transcripts uh Revealed today, oh, they wanted that plan. Uh, they wanted
1: that out before these transcripts come uh, out. Correct?
0: A- absolutely. Uh, they've been working on this for five and a half years, and slow suddenly, walking it. Suddenly on Monday morning, when it gets announced that we're going to release those today, that happens. There's that no is just, coincidence in that, Laura. Isn't that weird? Because you know the same thing happened a couple weeks ago when uh, Jim Comer came out with all these uh, these banking records showing Joe Biden had created 27 LLCs and got millions of dollars funneled into the laundered into them for the family. Same day that happened, they filed charges against Donald Trump for the raid on Mar a Lago, the classified documents, which was a wholesale dragnet by the Department of Justice to find the crime. The same damn day, 37 charges that could result in 400 years in prison for Donald Trump and bank records showing Joe and Hunter had taken millions for our enemies the same day, and they did the same thing yesterday. Wow. Stick around. There's much more. This is the Rob Carson Show. Are you at war with your skin? Occasionally, I am. Agonizing, unbearable itch, uncontrollable scratching, affecting all aspects of your life. Even worse, if it's your baby, there's no peace or sleep for anybody in the family. Take control with 100% drug-free, doctor-developed topical Exzimate. It's more than it's free skin. It's your life. Enjoy outdoor family activities or simply a shower without the sting of 1,000 needles. Become comfortable with intimacy again. No matter where the itch or why with eczema, it's simple. No itch, no scratch, or your money back. Go to StopItchNow.com. That's StopItchNow.com. Or call 800-854-1262. That's 800-854-1262. It's time to make common sense. Common again. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, throughout our uh, uh, humanity, uh, since the uh, death of Christ, we have heard of the, uh, the second coming when Christ comes back and uh, brings the, uh, those who have uh, followed him into, uh, into heaven. And, and we always talk about the end of the days. And, uh, and you got to kind of look at uh, society right now and wonder if we're there. If we're there, I mean you uh, you see things like the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, which is a uh, a gay men's uh, drag club that literally does strip teases gay male strip teases on the body of Christ uh, in public I mean it is um, it is so thoroughly uh, foul uh, and I hate it. Um, and and then you see things like at the MTV Music Awards or the whatever the Grammys a year ago, Lil Nas X is this uh, black rapper uh, and country kind of crossover artist does a strip tease as the devil on another man's No, he does a strip tease on Satan sitting in a chair. Then Sam Smith, the, the uh, giant tub of lard who's got a great voice, he performed as Satan at this year's Grammys. It makes you kind of wonder. Pastor Lucas Miles, host of Epic TV's Church and State, joins us on the phone. He's written a book called Woke Jesus, the False Messiah, Destroying Christianity. Hello there, sir, and a good Friday to you.
3: Hey, likewise. Good to be on the program.
0: Yeah, um, can I can I start something off here before we uh, we get into uh, last night? Jason uh, Whitlock was on with uh, uh, with Eric Bowling on Newsmax, and I want you to hear what he had to say about what's going on in the country. I'd like to get your reaction if that's cool, sir. Yeah, great. Here it is. You know, with all these stories, we asked nightly: Is is this uh, is Satan entering?
2: You know, our, our lives in, in in the final days. Are we in the final stages? I don't know if we're in the final stages, but we're in some really dark stages, and and I, I don't I got to be I I don't know if I see a light at the end of the tunnel. I do. Uh, our culture has gone so satanic, and and it really is. You, you we're speaking in apocalyptic terms, but but it's accurate. Any assault on truth is an assault against God. The truth sets us free god wants us exposed to the truth and to freedom and they're using all these lies and manipulations to put christians and believers in the closet boom we're in the closet now we have to conceal our beliefs yeah and the other side gets to broadcast their beliefs in parades a whole month dedicated to them and now Uh, Men pretending to be women can go compete against girls and women in sports. This is insanity that, uh, you know, if we don't attempt to clean it up, if we don't clean it up, our society and the freedoms that we've all taken for granted are going to disappear.
0: Pastor Lucas Miles, what do you think of that?
3: Look, I I think that there's a lot of truth in in what he's sharing. And and I would echo, look, I don't know if this is the end times. I probably... I probably feel as similar about uh, pastors that make predictions as I do uh, people like Greta uh, Thunberg <laughs> making predictions that the world's going to end in yes. five years, you know. None <laughs> yes. of us know for sure, but the reality is the Bible does talk about there being a great delusion, and I've not seen anything more delusional than <laughs> yes. in the last, you know, 12 to 24 months of the news cycle that we've seen in this world. Yeah. And so uh, certainly this is the times that we're in right now, whether it's the end times or not, is yet to be seen. But we have to learn how to walk through this.
0: Yes. Either
3: way, in order to uh, to get us closer to truth.
0: Well, Pastor, I, I like to say, and I'm in no way, shape, or form a uh, a, a Bib- biblical scholar of any type, um, but, but I know that you have to go through tribulation to achieve enlightenment, and that's what I think is happening. I, I'm not worried about the classic version of the end of days, but I do believe absolutely 1,000% that this isn't just necessarily an earthly cabal that is calling into question all of our beliefs, all of this wokeism and everything. You heard Jason uh, Jason Whitlock talking about truth. That's what wokeism about, is about. It's about covering up the truth, isn't it?
3: Yeah, w- wokeism is, is certainly, I mean, it's rooted in Marxist uh, thought and ideology. It is all about dividing people. It's all about kind of subversion. Uh, and, and, you know, using these really, you know, um, uh, sort of, Soviet-style tactics in order to divide people and and, and ultimately, you know, uh, demolish our Western frame of life in order to, you know, bring out some sort of, you know, communist utopia on the other side. I mean, this is, there's – and but look, it, it, when you look around the world today, the amount of confusion, the amount of just, uh, uh, you know, I'd use that word again, delusion that we're seeing, this isn't normal. This isn't just the way that information typically, you know, uh, uh, works its way through culture. And there does seem to feel that you know, as a Christian, I certainly believe this. That there's something spiritually happening here as well. I don't think that uh, we talk about that enough, and I think it's very you know obvious. I think we all feel it. Uh, this level of you know literally demonic um, force and presence and, and forward motion that's happening from from you know uh, uh, you know what's going on in schools and, and grooming of children and all of these things. It's evil, and, and there's something behind that beyond, I think, just uh, you know just you know,
0: human actors. But you know the thing is, see, I remember when I was in high school, I'm a Gen Xer, I think you're probably a millennial, and I was told that if I listened to Rush's uh, 2112 record, or if I listened to Led Zeppelin, or if I listened to certain records, that was satanic music, right? So I was going to be a Satanist. Why isn't the Church of Satan the biggest thing in the world right now? Well, it's not. But when you see things like an after-school Satan club getting the thumbs up at schools in the country, or these performers little literally uh, dressing as Satan. Don't you suppose that if not a deliberate wink from Satan, that at least they're kind of desensitizing us to the evil that is you know the the beast?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I mean, I, I've, spent, uh, I've spent a fair amount of time in Hollywood. I've produced a couple films. I, I've done a lot of ministry and, you know, one-on-one ministry with actors, you know, in that space. Um, and and it, this, is, this is not something that's new, but it is something that I think is accelerating. And I think there's some people that do this sort of thing to get the rise and to make it into the press cycle. And I think yes. there's other people that, that participate in that because there's an ideological adherence to, you know, some sort of evil, dark practice. And I think that that's becoming more and more common. I think what we're seeing today is almost a return to paganism. Uh, You know, writers like G.K. Chesterton used to, you know, make the case that Christianity killed paganism, and it's true, it did for a time, but we're seeing a resurgence in that. And even within the Church, this woke ideology is creeping in, it's creating a lot of confusion, and I think we have, you know, a lot of people that are just believing, um, you know, myths and fables and, and, you know, kind of religious conspiracy stories and these things, rather than you know, relying on, on the authority of Scripture or the Lordship of Jesus or any sort of form of historic Christianity. I think that I think we see culture moving away from some of those things. Uh, uh, although I'm still optimistic about, about the Church, I think there's opportunity here. Uh, I, this is certainly concerning on a lot of levels.
0: I am a uh, man of science. Um, that That's what I enjoy reading in my spare time. I was raised in the Catholic Church. I was raised in the Jesuit tradition. My mother uh, was also uh, someone who believed that science and philosophy and astrophysics, all of these things can exist on the same spectrum as a faith in a higher power. I believe in, for instance, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. That's called the yin and the yan. I believe the same about good and evil. For for every act of evil, an equal act of good will come. Um, so I, I believe that even if you don't believe in uh, Jesus coming down from the heavens and, uh, you know, cavalcades of warriors riding on winged horses behind him, I do believe that there is something universal, something something that is is real with regard to good and evil. And I, I think they battle each other out. Ultimately, I think good wins. Uh, otherwise, we'd have uh, Hitler's nephew in charge of Germany right now. Uh, what are your look, thoughts on, on good and evil?
3: Yeah, so so look, at, at the end of the day, I think that everybody, like you said, they feel this kind of push between good and evil. We see it depicted in Hollywood all the time. We see it in every single story that's written. Um, but I think that, that we have to put names to that. The reality is that, that good is not just a force. Good is a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. And so as a Christian— you know, I do believe in His literal return, and this is something that I think that people are feeling, uh, whether, it's, whether it's tomorrow, 10 years from now, or 100 years from now or more, I don't know. But I know that this world, the Bible tells us that there will come a day where it is literally churning, where it's, it's in those groans and those, those kind of, uh, uh, what it would call this, this, these, gro- these groaning pains of waiting for the delivery that's going to come. Through Christ, and I think we're seeing that right now as we see these stories rise up all across the world. Um, you know, you have to start asking yourself, what is this moving towards? And I think it's moving towards something very specific, and, and that is and that is His return.
0: I I absolutely believe that. Now, you've written this book. It's called uh, "Woke Jesus: The False Messiah Destroying Christianity." Pastor Lucas Miles, um, you had the. Uh, I just read there was a, uh, a drag Bible story hour at a church in Los Angeles. Um, yeah. uh, there are some churches that are, are uh, betting down with this woke ideology. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? And do you suppose, do you think, that the pushback is really starting to happen? Because I believe it.
3: Look, I, I think the pushback is happening. I think people are fed up. I think that, that really, when, when, when uh, you know parents out there started feeling like their children were in danger, I think that's when the pushback really started. Uh, I, I think that you know, we have more to do. I think we have to educate ourselves more on this. But look, wokeism has invaded the church. It came in um, as, a, as a Trojan horse in the, in the guise of social justice, and social, the just, social justice movement was used as a way in order to get the church to embrace a lot of aspects of wokeism. You can't drive through almost any city in America today without seeing you know, churches that are flying Marxist BLM flags yeah. or flying, you know, uh, um, you know, trans flags or bright flags and these things today. And oftentimes they're flying them above the cross, uh, and it tells you what they think about them. And so, you know, we, we have to, you know, recognize this. But I think that what's also meaningful to people is that those are the extreme cases. Most people's churches are not going to host a drag show, thankfully, at least not yet. Uh, but what we see is we see these early entry points into wokeism. Uh, and I think that that's where we have to do some work. I really wrote this book, Woke Jesus, to educate Christians so that they can start identifying wokeism sooner, and ensure that they're not, you know, taking their family to a place that's going to lead them down a road, you know, deeper into some of these false beliefs.
0: Let me ask you this, Pastor, because I have uh, friends who are, uh, particularly, a lot of friends who are Jewish. Uh, I've got some Muslim friends. Um, how do all faiths come together? to fight this? And, and what would you recommend to our, our brothers and sisters who are of the Jewish persuasion or of, uh, of the Islamic faith?
3: Yeah, yeah, a great question. And look, I think from a humanistic standpoint that all people should be unified against critical uh, theology and critical theory really creeping its way into our society. The Marx, this, this kind of Marxist uprising that we're seeing this is not good for anybody. It's not good for any faith. It will eventually silence everybody who resists it. You know, w- without any sort of prejudice, it will just it will be universal from that standpoint. And so we can unite politically. We can unite as citizens in this nation. You know, with people of different faith in this fight against, I think a uh, um, you know a, a, a unified enemy in this way uh, that, that is in the form of, of Marxist ideology. What we have to be careful about as a Christian uh, is that we're not creating some sort of universalistic gospel. So I can participate as, as a, as, on a horizontal plane, if you will, as a human in this nation, as a civilian, as a citizen of this nation, but that's different than adhering to the point that all roads lead to God and every single religion is the same. We're able to keep those distinctions you know, separate.
0: But, you know, it is uh, kind of interesting that the woke's the uh, all of these people all this nonsense never makes it into a mosque it never makes it into a synagogue but it only goes into a christian church as the catholic church because they perceive christians as weak they do they perceive women as weak that's why they're trying this nonsense with uh, men competing as women they perceive them as weak and the only way to stop this is to fight back what do you think
3: no, I, I think you're right, and look, I mean, there's been a lot more opportunity because of the nature of Christianity and the nature of Islam and the countries where these were most prevalent for for Marxist ideology to creep in the Church. In my book, Woke Jesus, I go back to the 1700s to start showing how some of this progressive thought was creeping in, and of course, you know, after Marx in the 1800s, you see this accelerate even more with the social gospel. Uh, and so this has been going on within Christianity for longer. I think, given time, if wokeism is not stopped, you're going to start seeing that creep into Islam, you know, more and more. I think we already have, uh, you know, people like Representative Omar that that uh, you know sort of embody this. And so it's That's not true. that it's not at all in you know say you know certain uh, um, Islamic you know uh, circles. But I think that it's less so. But this is why I think all religions need to stand against it, because eventually, over time, it will work its way through, because that is the goal, you know, of Marxism is to, you know, really infiltrate, subvert, and ultimately tear down.
0: Onward, Christian soldiers, my brother! This is uh, (laughs) Pastor Lucas Miles, he got the book, it's called Woke Jesus and the False Messiah Destroying Christianity. Where can people find the book, and where are you on social media, sir? Yes, yeah, so the book is
3: available wherever books are sold. It's actually number one in three different categories on Love Amazon it. right now. Uh, of course, they can get that also at lucasmiles.org, or if they're interested in having me come out and, and speak, we have a form there as well. They can fill out. I'm on uh, I'm on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and even TikTok at, at Mr. MrLucasMiles.
0: <laughs> All right, my friend. God bless you. Have a glorious weekend, okay? Thank you too. Bye. All right, let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Ain't freedom of expression great? To follow Rob Carson on social media, go to Truth Social Getter, Facebook and Twitter at Rob Carson Show. This is Philip Sace. Philip Sace is, uh, imagine if Stevie Ray Vaughan had a love child with Jimi Hendrix. S-A-Y-C-E, look it up. Unbelievable. So, uh, you know, Adam Schiff was censured this week. He was censured because he's a lying liar who lies. Here is Anna Annapolina Luna, who is a freshman legislature talking about that last night on Newsmax.
3: And ultimately, the step above a censure would be expulsion from Congress. So not only has he been formally censured, of which you hey. he saw that crazy meltdown Scumbag. on the floor, even Pelosi was down there throwing a temper tantrum. But then after that, he has been referred to ethics for a formal investigation. So he will be... Um, looked into for abuse of power, exploitation of position. Obviously, he was fundraising off of it, but more importantly, he cost the American taxpayers over thirty-two million dollars. Yeah, and that was fraudulent spending that we didn't have to
0: spend. Absolutely, one hundred percent. The uh, the Durham probe, complete waste of money. The Mueller probe, complete waste of money. Your money, people have to pay. The people who perpetrated it need to pay that bill. Here's a little more from Anna Palina Luna. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, the crazies are running the House of Representatives now. Uh, This is uh, this is uh, Adam Schiff on The View yesterday. Kevin McCarthy
3: has no control, (laughs) no control over his members. The speakers yesterday, first of all, there were very few of them on the Republican side. But the ones that were there
0: were the Marjorie Taylor Greens and the Lauren Boebert's and the Luna's. Luna. Uh, And this is who is dominating the Republican conference. Well, I would say thank. God for the MTGs, the Boberts, and the Lunas, as you put it.
3: Well, all I can say is Schiff definitely knows my name now. So say it again one more time,
2: Schiff. Boom. Say my name. <laughs> say
0: my name, say my name. Now, Sean Farish is the official uh impressionist, the Trump impressionist of this radio show, also the best vocal impressionist of Donald Trump in America today. And yesterday he decided to call Adam Schiff's voicemail and leave a message as Donald Trump.
2: Hello, this
3: is
0: Congressman Adam Schiff. Thank you for calling my Washington, D.C. office. My staff are busy and unavailable to answer your call at the moment, but we look forward to taking down your comments and answering any questions you might have. If you are calling regarding official congressional business
3: or need staff to leave a message for our office, press 3. To leave a message for Congressman Schiff, okay, please great. record your name. zip Got
0: it. Well, this message is for the Honorable Adam Schiff. They call you the Honorable Adam Schiff. And I just have to say, Shifty, you were censored by the House of Representatives (laughs) because Russia, Russia, Russia was a hoax. It was a complete and total hoax. You knew it was a hoax the entire time. So I'm wondering when you're going to apologize. Oh, yeah. Because you're called Honorable, okay? You're supposed to apologize. Honorable means you're not supposed to be so dishonest. You know, you were so dishonest. You lied during impeachment hoax number one. So I want to know when you're going to apologize for being dishonest He's because not. you got censured. You know that? You got censured. You're not supposed to get <laughs> censured. Not a good thing. And it happened to you because you lied about the hoax. All right. If you want to check out this, uh, the rest of this phone call, go to the podcast, Newsmax.com, and look up Sean Farish. Let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Like the show?
3: You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free.
0: Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com listen
1: no blind rhetoric no talking down to me
0: don't tell me how to think
1: don't tell me how to think don't tell me how to think
0: i trust newsmax
1: newsmax
2: newsmax they don't tell me how to think they let me decide real news for real people